A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men Bite Size. It's Tuesday, the 5th of September. Um, loads of news for you today. Actually, Jordan Henderson has finally spoken out about his move to Saudi Arabia in a wide-ranging interview with The Athletic. Liverpool are bracing themselves for a bid of over £200 million for Mo Salah. We're going to talk a little bit about players who've been called up for international duty, players who've decided not to go on international duty, a little bit of a Trent injury update, and a little bit on the Anfield Road redevelopment for you as well we're going to start with the big news story uh, and it is that um, Jordan Henderson did an interview with David Ornstein and Adam Crafton in The Athletic um, they have sh- sort of written it verbatim give or take what, what they said is they have decided to take out duplications of sentences and stuff to just make it read a little bit better but everything else is there the full question the full answer and it does seem to be a lot of people talking about this news story for obvious reasons because it affects a lot of people uh, all around the world. Obviously, uh, Jordan Henderson moving to Stephen Gerrard's side, uh, Al Etifaki, sorry, um, <clears throat> over in Saudi Arabia. Now Ornstein and uh, and Crafton have, have managed to sit down with Jordan Henderson. And to be fair to Jordan, before we get into what's good and what's not, uh, it does look like it wasn't... It, it, Nobody was told what questions they could or couldn't ask. Uh, the questions are on point, uh, as you'd kind of expect from those two journalists. Pertinent questions, important questions that we wanted to hear the answers to. And if you haven't read it, then you can probably get it uh, on The Athletic if you've got a subscription or This Is Anfield have done a bit of a, an article on it as well. And, and, and I'm sure it's in a lot of other places. Um I suppose the big thing for me is one of the questions from Crafton was, was there a part of you thinking, I'd just like you to fight for me a little bit, as in fight for me to stay when talking about his his relationship with Liverpool? And and Henderson says, if one of those people said to me, now we want you to stay, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. I have to then think about what's next for me in my career. Now, that's not to say they forced me out of the club or they were saying they wanted me to leave, but at no point did I feel wanted by the club or anyone to stay. Uh, And he talks a little bit more about that. Um, and how he's still got a great relationship with Jürgen, how he feels disappointed to have not been able to say goodbye to the players and and the and the fans. Um, and he talks obviously about his his feelings for Liverpool, how he gave everything uh, for Liverpool over the course of his career. Obviously signed in 2011 and leaving this summer, it's a full 12 years for him. And um, what he's sort of said was, you know, Ornstein asked him actually whether there was approaches from other clubs, and he said not really. They talked about whether he'd like to play for Brent uh, Brentford or Brighton, uh, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not reading this verbatim at the at, at now, but. Um, <clears throat> 
he said, I want something that would excite me. Um, I'm not saying that Brighton and Brentford wouldn't exactly excite me. They're great clubs, yada, yada, yada. But it needed to be something different that I felt as though I could add value in and do and try something new, a new challenge, and for different reasons. So the opportunity came to come with Stevie. Uh, Stevie really wanted me. That made me feel good type of stuff. Um, and then Ornstein says, does that value extend to monetary? Because um, there are so many people who want to hear you say, I want the challenge and the project and Stevie and the excitement, but still, has he just got for the money essentially and Henderson says that was the hardest thing people will see this club come with loads of money and just go yeah I'm going when in reality that just wasn't the case at all people can believe me or not but in my life and my career money has never been a motivation ever don't get me wrong when you move the business deal has to be tight you have to have financials you have to feel wanted you have to feel valued and the money is part of that but that wasn't the sole reasons and these possibilities came up before money was even mentioned and he talked a little bit about how Stephen Gerrard never really mentioned the financials to him, said he didn't want really anything to do with that, just wanted to talk to him about the football project and, and all that type of stuff. And then the interview gets really interesting because they start talking about uh, the LGBTQ plus rights groups. Um, and the question was, um, did you start to have second thoughts when you saw the LGBTQ rights groups speaking out? Um, absolutely damning comments from them. You're talking to your wife, you're advising your friends. And he said every day it was a difficult time, definitely. Don't get me wrong, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. It was just difficult to make that decision. I've been at a club for so long, a club that I love and have a lot of respect for, the fans, the owners, the manager, my teammates. To leave my teammates was a big thing. But from the outside and people who don't know me, then it's a lot more challenging to understand. There can be a lot of criticism, a lot of negativity around me as a person. And that was difficult to take. But I just feel as though because I do care about the different causes that I've been involved in and the different communities I do care and for people to criticize and say that I turn my back on them really really hurt me um, and then Crafton uh, says when you're having second thoughts what were they about he said everything about the situation with the LGBTQ plus community and when everything that has been reported in Saudi my family my football and decisions teammates again I'm not just saying this for people to think oh yeah I'm just trying to give you some insight into what it was like I spoke to many different people and I think you know obviously I, I could read the entire thing because it's obviously incredibly uh, important um but also, I think at some point, I'm going to have to put some type of a, of opinion in, in this. And um, I, I've seen a lot of people um, talking really, really negatively around this interview. And I understand each and everyone's opinion on that side of the argument. And I think what I will say for myself personally is this interview hasn't really changed anything for me. It hasn't really annoyed me any more than I was annoyed in the first instance because I felt like this was done and was always going to be done. Now it's the international break. So I think he was going to be asked questions about this. He wanted to try and control the narrative himself a little bit and rather be caught unawares on international duty, maybe in a mix zone or something like that, um, that he wanted to get his full feelings out. Now he comes and, and says during this interview that he feels badly and he's sorry that people have been hurt, but never actually apologises for uh, making them feel like that. And I'll read this line out. I can understand the frustration. I can understand the anger talking about the LGBTQ plus community. I get it. All I can say around that is that I'm sorry that they feel like that. Now, these type of apologies never really hit home with me because I'm sorry that you feel like that isn't I'm sorry that I've done anything wrong. It's sorry that you feel like that and that that, that grates me a little bit. But also, you know, I'm a 40-year-old fella now and I've been around the block a, a few times. But, um, and I, I just feel like I'm not surprised by this interview in any way, shape or 
physical form. Um, I understand why it's been done. Uh, I don't think um, the questions were in any way stopped being asked. I think he's tried to answer them with his truth. Um, and his truth, I think, is that, you know, he wants to be there for money. He wants to be there for a project. And he, he, he wants to do the best he can for all the causes. Um, that could be his truth. I would stand and say that you're probably wrong there, Jordan, if I'm being honest. Um, but if he believes that, then I can I can understand why he's given this interview. Um, he, he talks about how his values have always been the same before he left and while he's still over there. He's talked about how um, he believes that he can make a difference. I, I'm not sure that he can. And again, I think that he's wrong in there. But... Um, you know, it's 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 a very very difficult situation for Jordan, and I think, to be honest with you, that he's probably done the best that he can. I don't think it's anywhere near good enough. I don't think that the LGBTQ plus community will have enjoyed reading this. I don't think he goes anyway anywhere near far enough. But then also, I don't think he ever could because his stance was made when he moved over there. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, so I'm going to move on anyway um, to another news story. And the other big news story of the day, of course, is uh, that Liverpool are expecting an unbelievable offer. Um, so the Daily Mail reported that Al Itihad offer extraordinary fee of £215 million to Liverpool for Mo Salah, with a Saudi delegation launching a bit of 170 plus I have done surprise the Egyptian from the Reds. Oh, dearie me. Um not great really is it um, and, and the Daily Mirror is saying uh, Liverpool head into the Astro Week having made a great start in the Premier League campaign the Saudi transfer window does not close until Thursday the 7th though and having a verbal £150 million offer rejected delegates from Saudi Arabia flew into the UK on the weekend uh, and, uh, and Liverpool are preparing themselves for an improved £200 million plus bid um, <sighs> So, yeah, it would be a world record transfer for Mo Salah, obviously 31 years old at the moment. The feeling at the football club, according to journalists in the know, is that right now um, Liverpool are saying there's absolutely no chance that they'll be selling Mo Salah. I wonder myself whether there is a feeling of what's the figure that means they do. Um, because there is, there absolutely is. For example, 
if they offered a billion pounds, Liverpool would say yes. Therefore, there is a chance, however small that chance is, whether they tell the journalist that there's no chance or not, there is a chance. Because if they hit that magic number, and I don't know what that magic number is, Liverpool will sell Mo Salah. And I think it's a bad thing for Liverpool to sell Mo this summer. Um, I think it's terrible, in fact. I think you could, I could make peace with doing a deal for him in January when he misses a month of the season, um, going over to the African Cup of Nations. You could also sign somebody to potentially replace him. And I say potentially because I'm not sure you can replace Mo Salah with one guy. Um, and I'm not sure what the money actually does for you anyway because 200 million comes in and the likelihood is 200 million is going to go out, uh, give or take um so yeah difficult decision for liverpool to make probably in the upcoming days uh, i did say i'll talk a little bit about international players that have been called up for duty so the full list i suppose is that the senior players are allison kelleher van dyke robertson timakas endo bachetic McAllister, sobersly elliot diaz gakpo nunez salah jota and ben doke uh, some of the youth players that have been called up Chambers, Beck, Scanlon, Clark, Fraundorf, Kane, Doherty, Kumas and Dans. And people have been left out. Adrian, Pitaluga, Jaros, Gomez, Matip, Kurt Jones, Gravenberch, or we'll come to that a little bit later, Muzolovsky and Kwanzaa. Uh, and the injured players who aren't taking part, Canate, Bradley, Thiago and Trent Alexander-Arnold. And Gravenberch has hit the news because uh, former Dutch international and under-21 manager, centre-back, or he was at the time uh, when he was a player, Michael Reisinger, uh, has talked a little bit about Ryan Gravenberch saying that he's made the wrong choice to stay at Liverpool. So Ryan Gravenberch decided to stay at Liverpool for the next couple of weeks and focus on learning the system and the squad and giving him chels giving himself a good opportunity. Now, Michael Reisinger, great player back in the day, says, I don't think it's a good decision. I told him that too. I really don't think it's a good decision. I know Ryan. I think he's a good boy, a sympathetic boy, but he's made the wrong choice. And the under-21s manager even cast further doubts over potential future call-ups, insisting that Gravenberch needed to learn from this. Now, and I'm sure that Reisinger has, has got his reasons for, for saying what he said, but um, I think from my point of view, this might be that that Reisinger, uh, Michael Reisinger is actually wrong on this because if he gets into a Liverpool side because he spent two weeks training, preparing, getting to know the facilities, getting to know the area, getting to know the people in and around Kirby, and is able to force himself into the first team at Liverpool, then it actually is a good thing for Holland or for the Netherlands, I should say nowadays, is that, you know, he wants to improve as a footballer first and foremost for his team. And if he's good enough, he'll be selected by the Netherlands. Um, and I think you could look back and go, well, he made a he made a decision there that was club over country, but you know, if it means that he's playing football, then he's going to get call-ups. If he's not playing football, then, you know, is he really going to consider himself to have a long-term future at the Netherlands? I very much doubt it. Uh, so I think it's a good decision. I'm one that I'm made up with it, of course, because any time any footballer decides the club is more important than the country, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, has withdrawn from England squad for their matches against, oh, I've just found out, Ukraine and Scotland. Okay, fair enough. Did not know that. Um, so, yeah, he won't be uh, t going against Andy Robertson in this one. He picked up a, a hamstring injury. It looks like he's going to be a doubt for the game against Wolves after the international break as well, which is a, a week on Saturday. 
Um, so yeah, Trent's obviously going to stay and try and recuperate and try and get better and make sure that he's fit and firing sooner rather than later. So good decision, of course. Don't think there was a decision to be made really, um, because he is actually injured. So hopefully we can turn this around. Joe Gomez, I'm sure, will probably be entering into the right back situation. Um, or is Jurgen going to throw us a curveball? And the final story of the day is Liverpool have now taken control of the Anfield Road. Uh, project after the contractor has fallen into administration. So we know that Buckingham Group collapsed into administration on the 17th of August. Reds have been looking for or, or been planning for what would happen um, if the um, if they fully fell in there and there was no buyer. Looks like Care Group have bought a section of it, which was the rail division, but no one's been bought for the building, civil engineer, demolition, major projects and sport and leisure operations. It's resulted in 446 job losses, unfortunately. Uh, but Liverpool have now taken control of the site. Um, and should they be able to get some contractors in, um, subcontractors or workmen, then they'll be able to take over the redevelopment themselves. Uh, Billy Hogan was talking about this uh, article from The Echo, saying that the plan is that we want a full opening in October. We're going to continue to work to that. Um, Liverpool are going to need to get men on site sooner rather than later, I believe, but it's probably a good thing and one that I kind of saw coming a couple of weeks ago, actually, because um, obviously if anyone... Uh, lives in Liverpool, they'll know that uh, the Royal Hospital um, the people who were rebuilding the Royal Hospital a few years ago fell into administration uh, and the next people who came in and took over the project found that the cladding that was getting used uh, wasn't up to code. I think it's very difficult for another company to come in, even if they've got you know room to develop such a big project uh, in the short term. We would have to check over absolutely everything so Liverpool can put their own sort of arms around this project. I'm sure they'll still try and find somebody. Uh, hopefully there are no complications and hopefully for everybody who's got tickets in the main stand up uh, the upper annie road stand the new upper annie road over the next few weeks and months is able to get in there and f see what anfield will look like with this brand new um stand on there so there you go that has been bite size for today if you've got anything that you want to say about this show then please um of course just tweet me at mr blood red over on twitter slash x uh, thank you very much for listening i'll see you soon Tra. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.